Hello, this is George, George Prince, the writer and narrator of the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. Thank you very much for joining me. Today's story, The Herald, is one that I was thinking about for a while, plotting out in my head before it finally came together. So I do hope you enjoy it. Please do let me know what you think. So this is The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch, Volume 3, Chapter 3, The Herald. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in that inn two friends, Hobgob the goblin and Mulch the tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. It was market day, and the village was crowded with stalls and folk. Traders had come from far and wide, selling anything and everything. Glorious smells wafted from food stores, and the cries of stallholders filled the air. Hobgob and Mulch munched on the spiced sweets they had bought, and happily wandered until they bumped into their friends Beef the Barman, Gressa the Griffin, and Henry the Halfling. The Herald is due to arrive soon, said Gressa. They all sighed. The Herald always arrived on market day. He rode in amongst the folk and announced the latest news, collecting coin from those who listened, before riding to the next village. He only used to come on market day. Now he seems to be coming every day, sometimes more than once, Henry complained whilst puffing on his pipe. There was a commotion as folk pushed forward. The Herald had arrived, and they all wanted to hear. The Herald rode a racing horse. He wore a pointed red hat with a band around it that read, Herald. He was very young and looked very impatient. Coin! Coin! I'll need your coin before I can read anything! The Herald tossed his hat down and the folk threw in their coin, quickly filling it. The Herald produced a scroll and cleared his throat. There has been a spate of banditry in the realm. These bandits are ruthless and terrifying and they come from other villages. We will have more details with the next Herald. The Herald threw his coin into a large, heavy money bag, replaced his hat, and sped off towards the next village. Folk mumbled with agitation and began looking at each other. There were plenty of folk from other villages at the market. Were they bandits? Enough of this. Let's go. Mulch was quite right. The atmosphere had quickly changed from friendliness to suspicion, and the friends left. Later that evening, they were enjoying mountain tea at the Dragon's Arms, when there was a commotion among the regulars who were leaving the inn. Hobgob, Mulch, Gresser and Henry were intrigued, and so went to join them. To their surprise, the Herald came galloping over. The second visit of the day. He threw his hat to the ground. Coin! he demanded. The regulars dug deep, and soon the hat was filled with coin. The herald cleared his throat. There is still a spate of banditry across the realm. The bandits are ruthless and terrifying, and they come from your village. We will have more details with the next herald. He gathered the coin and sped off to the next village. The regulars grumbled with agitation and began looking at each other with suspicion. They were all from the same village here. Were they bandits? Not wanting to return to the inn, the regulars went their own ways, casting accusing glances at each other. Beef the barman came to join them outside. That herald's got a lot to answer for, filling everyone with fear and suspicion, 
Why does he do it? Well, he certainly makes plenty of coin. Perhaps we should ask him, suggested Hobgob. Bandits or no bandits, let's track him down in the capital. The next day, Hobgob, Mulch, Beef and Henry met with Gressa and climbed onto her back. She took flight and carried them up above the tree line. They soared high above the forest and flew towards the capital. As they drew near, they passed another village and watched as folk shuttered up their houses. The inn was closed and streets that usually bustled were deserted. Then they saw a horseman speeding away, following the road to the capital. There he is! Gressa turned to follow the speeding herald. They caught up with him as he entered the gates of the capital and dismounted outside a tall, windowless building of dark stone. Hey! Stop! shouted Beef as they leapt and ran after the herald. He had already disappeared into the unwelcoming entrance, so they glanced around and followed him. And inside, there were more heralds, all wearing the same pointed red caps and dashing back and forth, carrying scrolls. Bandits come from outside! Outside for the next edition! A voice boomed from a complicated network of copper piping hanging from the ceiling. So this is where it all comes from, said Mulch, as more heralds pushed past. And there are so many heralds, they must be taking their news to the whole kingdom. Come on, let's get to the bottom of this. They continued into the building, struggling past more rushing heralds. Excuse me, who is in charge here? asked Hobgob to a herald who rushed past. Lord Lloyd is the editor. You can't miss him. His voice is everywhere. He's in the big newsroom. The friends walked through more corridors filled with the bustle of heralds, and the voice continued to boom through the piping system. Everybody around them was moving frantically, and they went unnoticed. Eventually, they wandered into a large room with news written above the door. It was filled with scribes, who were crowded around tables, muttering to themselves and shouting out short statements as if they were facts. The scribes were scribbling onto scraps of paper and throwing them into baskets that were being emptied by runners. The runners then scurried to a high table at the front of the room and deposited the written notes. At the table sat a man, an enormous man. He was reading the tiny pieces of paper and then screwing them up, cursing. A large brass sign sat at the front of his table. Lord Lloyd. Behind him, a group of treasurers emptied bags of coin and counted them, reporting back to Lord Lloyd every time a new bag had been added to the pile. He would nod and then bark more orders. These headlines will not do. We need three a day, three heralds a day, and for that we need something that will sell. Now hurry! Three heralds a day, muttered Henry. Two is already more than enough. The scribes scribbled even more furiously and shouted more statements at each other. I need more coin. That means more heralds. These stories need to keep coming. Ah, now, this is more like it, Lord Lloyd read aloud. More bandits than ever. The bandits are more ruthless and terrifying and they come from your village and other villages. Lord Lloyd looked pleased. It's a bit long, but it will do. He raised a tube and shouted into it, repeating the headline, his voice echoing throughout the whole building. More heralds dashed back and forth with a new message, ready to deliver to the kingdom. So that's how they do it, muttered Gresser, 
They make stuff up and collect more and more coin. Outrageous. I have an idea. Mulch sidled up to one of the scribes' desks. Everyone was so busy writing, muttering and trying out new headlines that they didn't notice her. She picked up a pile of paper, a quill, and began to write. She filled in several scraps of paper and deposited them in the basket before a runner dashed over, grabbing them and moving swiftly towards Lord Lloyd's table. The friends watched amazed as the runner delivered Mulch's notes to Lord Lloyd, who continued to tear through the headlines, but then he stopped. He looked at the scrap of paper in his hand and then muttered. Then he looked at the next one and muttered again. He called over one of the treasurers and they had a whispered exchange. Lord Lloyd thought for a moment and then addressed the scribes. We're wrapping up the bandit story. They looked stunned. They'd be working on nothing else for weeks. It can't keep making coin. We're running out of headlines and need something new. I'm ending it. Now. He grabbed his speaking tube and shouted out the headline. Bandits stopped by heroes from all villages. We're going in a new direction now, he spoke to the scribes again. We're going to write about two things. Good news and me. When folks start hearing good news and about me, they'll associate the two and I will be made a duke. And with the lands from my dukedom, I'll make much more coin than I would for more editions of the Herald. So we're going back down to market days only. One of the scribes raised a hand, shaking with nerves. What? demanded Lord Lloyd. Uh, what would that mean for us? And, and for the for the heralds, asked the scribe with quivering voice. I'm going to reassign you all to my new charitable work, supporting the home for retired racing snails. And there's tomorrow's headline. Lord Lloyd to help cute animals. Bound to sell. The scribes looked relieved. No more frantic making up and writing headlines. The heralds looked pleased too. No more dashing around the kingdom with impossible deadlines. They began to cheer and chant Lord Lloyd's name. He sat and smiled, dreaming of his new popularity, his dukedom and his fortune. Hobgob, Henry, Beef and Gresser looked at Mulch. Mulch! Mulch! What did you write? asked Hobgob, hopping with excitement. Yes, tell us, demanded Beef. You've saved the dragon's arms and the whole kingdom from that endless bad news. Oh, I just made up a few headlines about his good deeds, and then made up a few big numbers about what he might earn once they made him a duke, replied Mulch modestly. Anyway, let's get back to the village and spread the good news. They le anyway, let's get back to the village and spread the good news. They left the cheering scribes and the heralds and went to return to the village and the dragon's arms. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch, and please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.